Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzoff. With me, as always, I say it every week, you, you, you should be reciting it with, you should be saying it for me. Yeah. It's my, it's my co-host, George Rogers. And, the fact um, that you're not saying it with him is just a <laughs> How fucking rude. You know what I mean? It's almost, uh, how fucking rude can you be? Show a little class. I stole that from Christian Harloff, by the way. That's not something I made up. Um, uh, if you guys know who he is, he's, he's, he's pretty pretty cool podcaster, YouTuber. Uh, um yeah welcome back to the show uh thanks for all the listens last week plays and stuff like that for for the ant-man quantum eight i feel like we were the only people that, that like this movie yeah it um, seems like it well i mean to be fair i you know um it's i mean it's got like pretty solid rating you know reviews outside of the 300 asshole critics that that trashed it you know what i mean so but whatever i'm at this, at like, this, oh, there's yeah. no Iron Man. I don't bad movie. Whatever. I'm gonna like what I like. You know what I mean? This is a, it's a battle with the critics that I could have not cared about for you know ten years. You know what ever. I mean? So yeah, really ever. I'm mean, why would I ever let like 300 critics dictate a movie that I'm gonna see? You know what I mean? Like, and if you let the, if you are somebody who goes, I'm gonna trust the words of these critics to watch these movies. Um, I'm gonna be really, really, really rude. You're a fucking lemming, is what you are. You're you're fucking stupid. It shows you um, can't think for yourself. Yeah, like, just go, just, just go off to what somebody else says. Just especially if, if you're like, oh, hypothetically, right? Okay, hypothetical. Real fast before we get into to our our movie this week, and I'm excited to talk about this. This is this is this. Um, but like, if you're a Marvel fan, right? And I, I get it. Not everybody can get to the theater and stuff like that. You life you know all that stuff that's that's not what i'm talking about but if if you're somebody like me okay i i see all the marvel movies right it doesn't matter what it is i'm going to be there opening night for the marvels in november i i see every mcu film that comes out um and i watch every mcu show well almost every mcu show when it drops i was really struggling to get through she hulk <laughs> like man was i struggling to get through she hulk but like just go see the movies you know what i mean because like or, or see it when it comes on Disney Plus or whatever, you know, I mean, whatever, however you go, just just watch it. You know what I mean? Like and then form your own opinion, because if you don't and you trash the movie, then like I'm obviously not going to respect your opinion. You have to see the movie to form a judgment. That's why I see certain movies, too, because I'm not going to like trash a movie if I've never seen it. You know what I mean? So I'll suffer through the rise of Skywalker, you know, just as a you know, example, so that I can be like, yeah, I knew I was going to hate this and I hate it. So now I'm going to talk, talk shit about it for the rest of existence. You know what I mean? So I know, I mean, George has watched it more than I have. He's, I think he's a secret lover of that movie. <laughs> sometimes I just want, sometimes I'm just in a bad mood and I want to continue. <laughs> or sometimes you're in a great mood and feel like fucking being in a, a shitty mood. <laughs> yeah. Usually if I do that, I'm going to order Wendy's. That way my order's messed up. <laughs> or, or Taco Bell and half your, half your order doesn't even show up. Or my, or my tacos would be wet. <laughs> why are these sweaty? Yeah. Why are these wet? Like it's, like it's like they dunk them in the water and they're like, oh yeah, I forgot tacos don't need to be wet. Whatever. Wrap it up and yeah. send it out. But anyway, everybody, if you're going to boycott any movies, at least boycott DC, goddamn, because fuck them. <laughs> let them just let them just fade off into existence outside of the comics. <laughs> like, anyway, I'm excited for Action Comics tomorrow, by the way. It's been spectacular for the last two years. Um, 
we're here today to do the final movie. Well, the the movies you love to hate, as we as we've been calling it, it was it was kind of cut short because we decided to do Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. So we had bumped a movie last week and slid this down to the last spot. Um, this was supposed to be last week's episode, but we ended up bumping Saving Silverman because it's not really like readily available to watch. I know George owns it, but it, I have no way of watching it without paying for it, so I wasn't going to pay for it. Um, you know, I probably don't need to see them. I watched the movie so many times when I was when it came out. I probably know that movie by heart, but still, we like to be prepared before we're talking about stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so this movie, Men at Work, was supposed to be last week's uh, movie, and we're doing it this week because we to decide to do Ant-Man Quantumania. So, um, boy, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. And I'd forgot how, like, fun this movie is. It's just a simple, like, 90s, like, comedy action-ish type movie. You know what I mean? And I kind of kind of miss stuff like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You really do. Like, I watch and go, I really kind of miss this type of movie. It's just that, that simple film... You know, it's like you want it, it, listen, everybody thinks comic book movies are just like, oh, cape shit and stuff like that. A lot of comic book movies actually have like pretty good plots you got to follow. You know what I mean? It is this this movie doesn't really have like an in-depth plot. You know what I mean? It's just a it's a very simple thing to follow. Like it's it's, it's, just, it, it, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Like you don't um, need to be yeah, uh, it's not it's like not a, a theology Nolan major movie. to understand anything. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like like sometimes, you know, I, I love Nolan. I love Snyder, you know, you know, other, other directors out there. Sometimes it's just nice to be like, I just need to watch something simple. You know what I mean? Where I don't have to like ultimately pay, not pay attention, but you know what I mean? You can just sit there and enjoy it. You know what I mean? There's no like, oh, what about that Easter egg and this, that, and the other. You're just like, hey, this is the Estevez brothers trying to solve a murder. You know what I mean, it's like the Hardy Boys pretty much. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like the Hardy Boys, but they were trash men. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and didn't actually solve a murder. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. <laughs> but it, it, it was nice. I had a fun time watching this today. Uh, we're recording on you know Monday the 27th, of course. You know, you 90% of the time you get your show Monday night. So we, as I've always said, for almost three years now, we pretty much record the day we post. So um, I watched this 744. I, I finished watching this about two hours ago. And I was like, man, I'm actually really excited to kind of talk about this because this this was a fun movie. Sometimes we do some movies and I'm just like, I like this movie, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, but uh, no, I, I really enjoyed this. So, George, when was the first time you saw this movie? You know, this is one of the ones I, I just kind of caught it on TV, mm -hmm. but I was just like captivated. It was it was on. I'm like, all right, like it just see it, it was funny. Like I always I always laugh when I watch this movie. Like, I'm not saying it's got the greatest jokes in the world, but they're like quick little one-liners that are like, ah, that's, it holds up. It's yeah. not, it's not beating one joke into the ground mm -hmm. repeatedly. Well, it's not, direct, it's not directed by Taika Waititi. Yeah. You know, it was just quick little things. And it was, it, it, to kind of describe the movie, like this, if this movie was made now, it would go like right to Netflix or yeah. Peacock or, or one of the other ones like like this isn't this wouldn't get a wide release now because it wouldn't make any money mm, unfortunately because no. no, like, it, oh, it probably could be made for super cheap oh so, yeah I mean I could I imagine mean cocaine bear was made for 30 million so yeah so. It, it made 28 this weekend alone so yeah yeah it took a big old uh 
took a big old bite out of Hitman and the Lost Quantum Mania's profits this weekend. Not, it only, did. Did it, it, not only did it take a bite, it also took a line. <laughs> yeah, that took many lines. But it, but it did. It, it definitely did. So, um, you know, actually, I need to preface something. I've noticed over the t- over certain movies when I'll check the the, the box office, um, like Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. I, I meant to bring this up earlier. I actually meant to talk to you off off air about this. The number that 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 it gave us when we recorded the show for Ant Man: Quantum Mania, its box office, I guess was wrong because then like on Tuesday, it, I think I reported it was at like three hundred and twenty million last last week. But then on like Tuesday, it was down to like 270. It's back up to like 360 something right now. I don't know if it's reflected today or not, but um, I was, you know, and it did the same thing to Thor Love and Thunder, too, because I remember when we talked about Thor Love and Thunder, its box office was a lot higher or it might have been the following episode. I don't know. I don't know if, if there's if 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 maybe box office mojo or slash Wikipedia, the, the sites are used to check the box office was just wrong at the time or somebody put in the wrong information. but. Um, last week's box office for Ant Man three was was wrong. Um, I mean it's past that number now, but um, I got to keep an eye on that a little bit more. Uh, it was just weird. I noticed that the other day. So, but anyway, back back to this. So, um, you know, I can't tell you the first time I saw this movie. Um, yeah, I've always been a Charlie Sheen. I like Emilio Estevez too, but um, I'm I like Martin Sheen too, but um. It, this is one of those movies you catch when you're younger and it's just a goofy, it's a goofy film. And it's, yeah. you know, I, again, I'm a big Charlie Sheen fan. So I had no qualms sitting down and watching this movie. And I, I wish they would do more. I mean, Emilio was on the mighty duck show and he, I don't know if he got fired or he left because I'm pretty sure he was like anti-vax. Um, that show got canceled. Either way, it got canceled. So it <laughs> well, it got canceled because the second season was terrible because he wasn't on it. <laughs> so I'm I'm not trying to get political. Believe me, if I wanted to get political, we'd be talking about the Reedy Creek shit tonight, and I don't feel like talking about it. So um, all I gotta say is, if you support, you're a fascist. But um, the bad type of fascist. Um, <laughs> like there's a good type. <laughs> Thanks for the preface. <laughs> it's just there's one of the preface that out there. It's like you're a fascist, um, not a Mussolini fascist, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> you don't wear Hugo Ball suits. You're the fucking the the person who fucks his sister that lives in the south with a fucking uh, fat tire around his stomach and fucking swimmies because he's afraid of fucking water. Yeah, I said it. Swimmies. Fucking, <laughs> I fucking hate Florida so much. I love Disney, but I fucking hate that state with a passion. I'm, I just do. I can't believe my fucking football team is from there. Oh, great! We lost that one Florida uh, listener we had. Fuck them! I don't want them here anyway. I'm sure they're toothless. Um, <laughs> can't afford teeth, but I can afford this phone device and listen to a podcast. Yeah, balls deep in my sister, cousin, my sister, mother. Must be, must be in the panhandle. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a panhandle guy. Oh, it is a shithole of the state. I always forget. I always remember that too. When I leave Disney property, I go, Oh God, I hate the state so much. It's like no different than North Carolina. It's just white trash everywhere. Anyway, oh, sorry. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, 
All right, let's get in some 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 statistics, some some stuff, some stuff. All right, Men at Work released August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety, uh, with a budget of nine million dollars. It's box office. Uh, apparently, this was only released in the U.S. I wonder why. Uh, uh, a box office of sixteen million two hundred forty seven thousand nine hundred sixty four. Um, directed by Emilio Estevez, written his by directorial Emilio. debut. Yeah, written by Emilio Estevez. Uh, music by the great Stuart Copeland. You may know him as the drummer of the Police. Um, and um, starring Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez, Leslie Hope, the great Keith David. I love Keith David. Love uh, and that's pretty much it. I don't really know anybody else in this this cast really. Well, Dean Cameron was the uh, was the oh yes 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 was Dean, the pizza yeah. man and and John Getz was the was a shady businessman who, um, I mean, if you follow John Getz's work up until probably this point, he's probably best known as. Well, he was being, also in the fly. Yeah, he was the fly. He was mm-hmm. the one who was trying to save Gene Davis at the end of the movie from Rumble Fly. That's right. <laughs> he got, he got yeah. his foot melted off. Yeah, he got his foot melted off. And and John Getz would also later go on to be, um, he was a creepy executive trying to sleep with Christina Applegate and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. <laughs> okay. So John Getz was kind of all over the place. I mean, he got like the like the like the and credit after they mm-hmm. went through. So like he was a, he was a no name at this point, and he's still working. At, he's still working. At, he was on Doom Patrol. Um, was he? Yeah, yeah. He plays Larry's adult son. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't know that. And he and he recently just played a doctor on The Last of Us. Oh, cool! Good for him. Good for him. I wouldn't. Know, I thought she <laughs> thought he had died before I looked it up because the picture of him on Wikipedia is from 1974. Yes, it is. So uh, he was also in Killer Bees starring Gloria Swanson. <laughs> Good. I mean, yeah. glad glad we got that out of the way. Isn't that the one who was like uh, no wire hangers? No, that was Joan Crawford. Or was this the one that was like, oh, I'm ready for my close up or something like that? That was Gloria. Yeah, it was Gloria Swanson. Yeah. You look like a mother. <laughs> he was also in Zodiac. I don't remember him in Zodiac. That was a great movie. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's a working man's actor. He's he's mm-hmm. constantly doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, now that, now that I've, I just looked at his uh, filmography. But, um, I, you know, man, this, this was a lot of fun to watch. It's like, you know, there's those early 90s movies, late 80s, early 90s movies. They all kind of have that same kind of feel to them. And, you know, movies like Sidekicks, and three ninjas and i would even say like the 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 two ninja turtle for the first two ninja turtle movies they just got that they all have that same kind of feel to them of like that early 90s feel you know what i'm trying to talk about george yeah no i got you you know, I know what exactly i mean what like about. you know and, and i just well like even I, in, like even in this movie like charlie sheen and Emilio west of us like they're garbage men but like their dream is to open a surf shop yeah, and they surf also. So it's like there was this thing in the '90s, like where everybody just like wanted to surf. And pizza like, it, was always involved in the movie. Yeah, pizza and and, yeah. and surfing and Dean Cameron, like in the '90s. That's and, and like the late '80s or '90s. That's all it was. And it, it was weird because I'm like, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like they were trying to, like like they were just being garbage men to like pass the time, you know, to save up money, and then they were gonna open their own surf shop right on the right on the beach, right because. There. You know, that's a million dollar idea on the beach, which they're probably competing with a thousand other six people. other shops at least. Yeah. At least Ron John and Bill. <laughs> but I mean, even the cast that this had 
with Charlie Sheen and Emilio. Emilio was already well established by this point. The brat, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's out of the brat pack at this point. They're all older. Charlie Sheen, uh, Wall Street was only two years prior to this. Mm-hmm. And, Pl- and Platoon and Ferris Bueller was in '86, and so that was you know four years prior. So yeah. Charlie Sheen's on his way. I mean, he's already did, he already did Major League. Major League was a year before. Yeah. Um, Keith David, who's uh, he's, I mean. You talk about a guy who's just always all over me. He did two Carpenter movies already by the time he hit this. Yeah. Le- Leslie Hope, who would eventually go on to be Jack Bauer's wife on 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <clears throat> and Dean Cameron, who, like I said, he was everywhere in, in the 80s, late 90s. He's, he, his career's probably starting to taper off because he wasn't a teenager anymore. Yeah. And and, and John Getz, who, like I said, he was a working men's actor. So, like, it had a good cast. It's just a movie. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's not a bad movie. It's just it's it's like a forgettable it's a, movie. It's a simple movie. Yeah, like there's nothing I mean, flashy. Like so, this came out in '90, right? Yeah. <clears throat> just just a few just a few movies that Emilio had um, starred in before this. Both Young Guns. Um, you really only you know, need to say the one. That's fine. Young Guns too. I know. Um, (laughs) but obviously, you know, breakfast club, St. Elmo's fire, you know, you know, maximum overdrive, the outsiders, you know, repo man. Um, (laughs) but like he, you know, he was, you know, he was building it up. I mean, and Charlie too, like you were saying, like a year later, he was going to do mighty docs. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally next year. So, um, let's see. Let's get down to Charlie. He's got a lot. A lot in his Wikipedia. Yeah, it's, a lot of it's cocaine. Speaking of cocaine bears, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, right before this, you know, he oh, he did Navy Seals right after this. I love that movie. Uh, but he, you know, Major League, like you said, he was also in Young Guns, Eight Men Out, great movie. No Man's Land, Wall Street was three years prior to this. Um, Platoon, Ferris Bueller's, like like you had said, Red Dawn. Um, I forgot he was in Red Dawn. I did too, actually. Um, I yeah, I, I did too. Uh, but so he was, you know, starting to build himself up, and you know, he kind of hit the ground running after this. I mean, I mean, think of the movies that he did after this: Navy Seals, The Rookie, Hot Shots, One, Loaded Weapon, One, Beyond the Wall. Uh, I mean, Emilio was in Loaded. Gr- Emilio was in Loaded Weapon, One, also. Yeah, he was a star. Yeah, 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 because Charlie had a cameo. He played like a ballet, and then he like looked at the camera and winked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Three Musketeers, which we're doing this year. I can't wait. Oh yeah, yeah. God, beyond we should do Beyond the Wall. (laughs) He had that goatee and that mullet. He was clearly growing his hair out for the role in uh, the Three Musketeers. (laughs) Yeah, because he looked the same. He had the goatee and the long hair. Well, we'll just do the we'll do the arrival where he just had the goatee without the long. Hair. Oh, that's a good movie too, man. That came out in '96. Oh, that's a good movie, man. The Arrival is a good film. Loose Women, remember that? All Dogs Go to Heaven too. Oh, you're saying uh, Charlie Sheen was in a movie called Loose Women? How did he ever get cast in that? Yeah, seriously. Loose it should be Loose Picard. Uh, loose Loose Charlie. I was a Loose Picard. <laughs> You know, George, you can just take take this. I'm I'm done. I'm just gonna leave. Bye. Yeah, got, yeah. I realized Jean Luc Picard was in a Charlie Sheen movies all of a sudden. The lion is drawn here. No further. They're not. They're not asking Charlie Sheen to be in any Star Trek movies. Yeah, no, they're not. So I mean, like the, the whole plot is just they're they're garbage men and they find a body in the trash, 
that they that they thought they killed by shooting with a pellet gun because guy remember like bb gun like everybody had a bb gun everybody wanted a bb gun like it was like it was like they had an air rifle and i used to have a i used to have a ton of airsoft guns yeah so like the body is this local politician he's like a i don't know He's not a congressman or something. Like a, like a, like a, uh, what would it be? Like, um, it's like a, like an, like an alderman or some something like that. Yeah, it was some some lower level. Yeah, like like city council or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's he, what I was trying to he, think of. He he was going for like a mayor election, like a mayor mm-hmm. election or something like that. But like he wasn't somebody who was, yeah. You know, he 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 was campaigning for something bigger. So that's basically what the girl was. Yeah, she was a campaign, she was like his campaign strategist or like the head of his campaign. And I, lo- I love Charlie, uh, no, not Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez's character in this was named James St. James. It was like he ran out of ideas. Yeah. Because even like watch, I'm like, oh yeah, his name is James St. James. Like, like the trash men and like, and, and they're, they're bad trash men for the, like for the for the most part, you know they mm. they bang the cans, they throw them down on the ground afterwards. I mean, I guess that's like a typical trash man, but I guess so. But like they're they get commendations or n- n- not commendations, but they get like like um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Not com- they they get like rep like repercussions from like from like the shit that they do from their boss. You know, like their boss is always mm. giving like uh, citations. That's probably. What I'm looking for because they're always causing mischief. At mm. one point, one of them rolls a bowling ball down an alley for one reason, like like during the yeah. montage. Mm-hmm. And but they're also feuding with two other trash men randomly. Like there's no there's no beginning or end to like the feud with the other trash men. It just kind of goes on throughout the movie. Like they back mm-hmm. up into their truck and break a light. And then mm-hmm. the other guys like set off their airbags in their in their trash truck. And I feel then like this is this is you and me as trashmen. And it's a hundred percent you and me as trashmen. This is mm-hmm. exactly what this would be. Like, I'm like, like the, the, the guys that they feud with, Frost and Luzinski are their names. And they do the airbag thing with their locker. It's like, huh, you gotta be more creative than that. Then all of a sudden the airbag bursts and shit gets thrown at them. Yeah. Like I forgot that that even happened. And I'm laughing. I'm laughing I did too. I completely forgot about that. And I, I also laughed at that. But due to due to how bad of trash men that they are, or not, or, well, not bad, but um, disruptive behavior that they have, mm-hmm. they get a they get Keith David to ride uh, along with them in the trash truck. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I, I if that happens to me, I'm like, you know, I think I've won something because I'll drive around a trash truck with Keith David. Mm-hmm. Maybe not this Keith David who fought in Nam and is having flashbacks. And on his paper, he's drawing a like a helicopter shooting at people on the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Clearly unhinged. But then they Clearly. find the body and like they start like blaming each other for for like the death. It's like, oh, you shot him with a pelican. It's like, oh, I told you not to do it. It's like, yeah, but you're an accomplice. You're going down too. Then. Turns out he was just strangled by two bumbling hitmen mm-hmm. who like the, the worst hitmen ever. It's weird because every Absolutely. time I watch it, every time I watch like, like the one guy, like the guy with the little pony nub, he looks like he would be like a young Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. If like that, De- if it was kind Dennis of, Hopper yeah. from Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, 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 kind of. Yeah, like they 
like they strangle them and it's just a bad job and they're always like fucking things up or just mm-hmm. they're just clumsy clumsy fucking hit men but this whole thing stems because uh john gets is, is like he develops paint thinner for his company but all the toxic waste has to go somewhere so they've been dumping it in the ocean off the off of lost Playas, which is where they live which mm-hmm. i'm assuming is california um, yeah, of course. I, think it's, I think it's just like a name for the town it's not mm-hmm. i don't think i don't know if lost Playas is a real place i'm sure it is i don't know i don't care i don't know I don't. I didn't care enough to look it up to find out. But then, like the, that's why the hitmen killed the the city councilman because he knows he went to the cops. Which uh, Troy Evans, Roger Pedactor, with the oh yes, cameo. yes, yes. I forgot he was in yeah. this. Yes, which he got. He just shows up in movies. Everything. He just showed. He just. It, you turn your TV at any time. Troy Evans is going to make a cameo appearance in whatever you're watching. Correct. It's probably a given. That's why I say Roger Pedactor because it's like that's what I'm talking about. For you know, everyone's seen Ace Ventura, they know exactly Roger Pedactor. Mm-hmm. He found Captain Winky. You know. Mm-hmm. But the and then the, the and then the movie is just there's no plot at all to the movie. Like I, I guess they're trying to find out who killed the 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 councilman, but they never actually find out who killed him. Like the, the murder just goes completely unsolved. Mm-hmm. Even though they can pretty much figure out who did it, but they're not completely. Yeah, they're <clears> just <throat> trying to find out if the woman that lives across the street killed them. And then it's like she didn't, but then they're like, oh, all right then. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, 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 I guess we're good from here. One of my favorite parts of the movie, it's not my favorite scene, but one of my favorite parts of the movie is when he's sitting on the couch and she's making the drink in the kitchen and he looks over and it's and he like double takes and it's her strangling the dude. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> And then he looks back and didn't happen. He was just, just like, oh, man. <laughs> That's or, I, I, I like that. I like, actually, everything in the uh, in, in her apartment was pretty funny. Yeah. Or like to sit there like, like, like when they're watching from across the street and he's got the drink and he just like holds it up and Keith David and Milo at the same time are just like asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, or when he's going across the street, but he's like slinking mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're like, what is he doing? He's like, what am I doing? Or <laughs> he's like walking up to her door, like ever so, like nervous, yeah, like, like trying to sneak in there, like a ninja, and she's just like, "Oh hi!" Yeah, <laughs> he like falls over and stuff like that. He falls over. He's like, ah, "Don't kill me!" She's like, "What?" He's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> he never it's... explained why he was walking in the kitchen though. When when she turned around with the knife, he never was like, "Oh hey, I wanted to see what you were drinking, where you were making." Yeah, he no, was just standing like, there. I, yeah, and then he lies about being a phrenologist. Yeah, and he's like, "Uh, you you like mangoes?" Like, "Oh, you can tell that." It's like, "Oh, it's it's from the contours." I'm almost positive that that's that Charlie Sheen has lied about being one of those many times in his life. I'm sure that's not the only thing he's lied about. Oh yeah, <laughs> being HIV positive might be one of them. <laughs> I don't think he lied about that, did he? I don't know, but you never hear anything else about it, so you can only you can only rightfully assume. Well, that- he's on that. He's on that. Uh, he's on that Magic Johnson medication. Oh, money. Well, yeah, you can you can mitigate HIV, kind of. You know, I mean, they always say they always say that Freddie Mercury probably could have lived had he not died like six months before. Like the the basically the medicine that ma- saved Magic Johnson's life would have saved Freddie Mercury's life had he not died six months before it came out. Yeah, 
where it was it was you know available so um i'm I'm not trying to diminish people who die from hiv and you know aids and stuff i'm just saying um you know it is a treatable it's more treatable now than it was back then of course you know as we you know make some breakthroughs on it in science another good scene in the movie to to kind of segue back is when dean cameron Mm -hmm. shows up with the pizza yeah and uh, he's and Emilio's real in the body is, is real in the body out, and he's like, and he's like, what's going on here? And then Keith David's like, forget about what you've seen here, son. He's like, okay, thank you. And he's like, you've seen too much. And then Chris pulls him. <laughs> yeah, but what's crazy is you could have literally just been like, ah, oh, he's drunk and passed out, and that would have been the end of it. No. He's just like, nope, I'm gonna slam his head into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he looks over and he has the flashback mm-hmm. where uh he's where where Dean Cameron's character is dressed up. Like a like a Vietnamese like field worker, and and Emilio's just like <laughs> just like a like a uh, an army officer. Mm-hmm. And he's like he gets no food. It's like he's he's just a pizza man. He's like it's like back in Fubai. He was his head would have blown would have blown before that door even opened. I was like, more the commie gets no food. <laughs> I was more um, worried about that pizza. Yeah. And this place, uh, it was, it was, it was Pedro's Pizza and Pancakes. What kind of pancakes they make? I'm curious. I want to know. I want to know. What if it's one giant pancake and they just put pizza stuff on top of it? The crust is the pancake. What if the sauce is maple syrup and the topping is bacon, sauces, and eggs? Did we just invent a breakfast pizza? Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pat pending. Copyright. <laughs> Don't steal that one, Chris. Yeah. Or Chris, don't, else. Chris don't eat good breakfast. He just eats uh, ketchup and I don't know, dick. He eats <laughs> a bowl of ketchup and he dips and, and, and he dips pieces of egg into it. <laughs> I don't know what he eats for breakfast. Could be. He sends his picture when he's at the dining room. It looks like it's just a plate of ketchup. I get turned off That's when it. I see ke- with ketchup on eggs. You've ruined breakfast for me. Yeah, it's not, it's not for me. Not. I mean, I, I can do ketchup on eggs if my egg is in a cheesesteak and it just happens to touch the ketchup that I put in my cheesesteak. Yeah. It's pretty much it. Like, the whole like, third act of the movie takes place, like, in the landfill. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, you know, they all come together one way or another. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, it's a good movie, but it, the circumstances are ridiculous. Like, Charlie Sheen and the girl get kidnapped because they think yeah. he has the tape of the recording. And then uh, Keith David and Emilio Estevez and the pizza man and the dead body mm-hmm. like go into he, the factory when he to break them out. The cops to the playground and they're on the that is that is my favorite scene in the, in the entire movie. Is it? Yeah, is is just just him sitting there and then like that like, like that jaunty music is playing and Keith David's like, oh no, it looks pretty. They look pretty goddamn sweet to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he like kicks the Mario around just so they're spinning around. Like that's that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And then they did the cops that were harassed from the entire time. So it was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that. And what led up to that is when the cops pull him over in the truck. And then Keith David's got the air rifle. He's like, yeah, cop, I know you, man. Mm-hmm. And does it and goes on that whole spiel. It's yeah. Great. But yeah, they, 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 then they have this fight at the, at the, at the landfill because of, of course this movie ends at the landfill. Nothing is solved. Mm. Like, yeah, they got that tape that they could probably take to the police, but it's known that the police captain is working on the payroll from for, for from from actual Potterdam. 
So yeah. it's not going to do anything. Yeah, like if, if anything, he can just Max Paradigm can just be like, yeah, these people broke into my factory, and I want to press charges. Pretty much. Yeah, like it's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. But all right, let's get some. Uh, let's get some final thoughts. Uh, all right. But uh, favorite scene? What do you got? You know, I'm really partial to the opening when they're just fucking around collecting the trash because I feel like that's exactly what I would do in that situation. Going through people's trash and like taking like a dirty picture and like putting it in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Reading somebody's breakup letter. <laughs> Great. Do you have a least favorite scene? Honestly, no, I don't. I, I, you know, I was watching the movie and just going like, there's nothing about this movie I inherently dislike. So yeah, I don't think there's a bad scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, it, it's a tight like 90 what is this like 90 just, some yeah, minutes just, just about 90 minutes 98 yeah. minutes it, it's a tight 98 like there's no mm-hmm. there's no waste of motion like, i don't think there's a bad scene it's just the movie itself is just there, there, there's nothing like that's like there's no like wow factor to it yeah it's just like a good movie some of the dialogue is kind of ass at some parts yeah. but emilio is not much of a writer i mean he was his first one so he's not yeah so what do you give it out of 10 uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go seven, a hard seven. I don't think it's a bad movie, but there's really nothing memorable about it as well. Yeah, I'm going to go. I was thinking about a six and a half, you know, maybe a seven on a good day. You know, again, not a bad movie at all, but it's just no. nothing spectacular. It's just a, just a, a, a fun, goofy movie. That's all. Yeah, it, it, it's a turn your brain off and watch the movie kind of movie. Yeah. That's- Which hey, isn't it? Isn't that really what we all just kind of hope for nowadays? Yeah. You know, just shut your brain off, watch a movie. No, mm-hmm. no hidden messages. No, I had to watch the previous nine movies beforehand to understand hey. what's going on. <clears throat> no, I agree. Sometimes it, it, it's just great to just be like, yeah, that was fun. That's men at work, everybody. That's what Cocaine Bear was when I saw that. It was just a fun, like dumb movie. I said it's probably the best dumb movie I've ever seen in my life. Nice. Hey, before we get out of here, uh, I want to make an announcement. Uh, I don't know if any of you um, follow our other channel, Station 007 Podcast, but uh, I'm going to make the announcement on here now officially because we we I posted something over the weekend on there. We are ending that podcast. Um, You know, as I said before on that post, our lives are completely different than where they were three years ago. And we started these podcasts during the pandemic because we had nothing else to do. You know what I mean? The world was closed down and all that stuff. So, um, but bond is not going away. We are migrating that name of station number seven over to here. Um, and starting next year, we're going to do, we're just going to go in order and, and redo all the bomb pot. Well, we didn't even do all the movies for station number seven, but we're just going to go through and do them all starting from the beginning, going all the way to the end. Um, at, you know, two to three times a year, I think we'll do it is probably the plan. Um, cause we do love talking bond. I just, at this point now, it's just, it's just hard to have that other podcast just floating around there. And we've only done like three shows in the last like 18 months. So, um, so starting next year, I think April is the first one we're going to do Dr. No again. And, um, you know, I think we're going to try to get those out on Sunday to kind of have a little bit of fun with some wordplay, like station 007 Sundays or something like that. But either way I'll title it station 007 when I put it up. So the name will still live on. We'll still fly that flag. It's just not going to be its own podcast anymore. It's going to live. It's going to live here under the umbrella of the multiverse. As we expand the multiverse, 
even more um not really i mean they're just movies i'm just saying but as we add more things to the multiverse it's just another another thing we're doing so um It'll be fun to re- yeah. It'll be it'll be fun to revisit some of those early reviews that we did too. Um, now that we've you know we we do reviews so different than we did three years ago. So I'm looking forward to doing movies like you know uh, the Man with the Golden Gun again and Goldeneye <laughs> and the all Golden the gold movies, Goldfinger, Man with the Golden Gun, and Goldeneye. Yeah. Those are the ones we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm and I'm so I'm excited to do the ones we haven't done yet. So and we're gonna we're we're gonna do Never Say Never Again. <laughs> oh, hey february <laughs> yeah, yeah february you're right. so right. um plus like I, I said to you the other day when we were in the car that gives us an opportunity to revisit the first mission impossible because we did that over there and the first austin powers because we did that over there too so we can add them in and have a lot of fun with them so again we did those two years ago you know what i mean so we're we, we've grown i guess i don't know we're idiots but anyway um Hey, thanks for listening again, everybody. Uh, great Monday night show. Uh, really good, really good fun movie. Um, next week is my birthday episode. So you get a birthday. <laughs> I'll be the big three six. Um, so we're gonna I'm gonna continue with the tradition that I've start that basically I have done is ba- to to do Star Wars movies, and we're gonna do the first movie of the sequel trilogy. Um the force awakens um chris is slated to join us on that show i know he's his life is kind of hectic right now so we'll see if he's able to still come on if not he'll be here in spirit so we have less than a minute so we're gonna get the fuck out of here i've been dean holtzaffel i'm still george rogers and we'll see you in the multiverse